Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 81 of Speak On It, the Kobe episode. Let's go. Let's go. It's all that needs to be said. I am your host, Danny Ocean, is always joined by the smoothest man on the planet, Losty Mix. How are you living on this pre-Thanksgiving holiday? Oh, man, my brother. I am thankful to be able to share another evening with you, with the people here. I'm doing incredible. Um, man, it's, you know, it's it's been, you know, I will say last couple of days been a little, a little rough. Just just life. Life, life just life. It ain't nothing serious, but you know, the, the silly shit that be happening with everyday life, man. Had a few few, few of those nicks yesterday, but we came back better than ever today. And, you know, uh, there have been some hilarious there. I've woken up to a few hilarious sports stories that I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about. It. I can't wait to talk about. It. Cannot well, wait. Let's get right into it. As always, the show is brought to you by goingfor2.com. Head over to goingfor2.com for all your fantasy needs. The playoffs are right around the corner. Um, trade deadlines are coming and going. Uh, waiver wire pickups. Now is the time to set your team for a deep playoff one and hopefully uh, your road to a championship. Um, so head over to goingfor2.com. Again, goingfor2.com, all your fantasy needs. Uh, yeah, the playoffs. Do we have like what three weeks left? Three Man, regular season it, games left. It is wild, yo. We are really getting to the end of the fantasy season. I'm looking at my my five fantasy teams now. Right, I got a ten and one team. I have a nine and two team. I have an eight and three team. Okay. In my work league, I have a six and four team or a six and five team because we just lost this week. And then in my redraft, in our redraft league, I am four and seven, and I I'm still. Still shaking my head because that team is that team on paper is not four and seven. Yeah, you you've that, caused some real bad breaks in our redraft league. You've caused some I, real bad breaks. And I, I keep thinking, yo, all I got to do is make the playoffs because if I make the playoffs, someone's not going to want to play my play me because I, I my team can explode. I just got to get there. Whatever, 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 whatever. But I said I was to say in my top three leagues where I have a ten and one team, a nine and two team, an eight and three team. I have an opportunity to lock up three first round buys in five leagues this week. That's that's impressive. Yo, if I can get three, two to three first round buy, and one one league, I know I got a first round buy. I'm 10 and one dog. That's I, I got that one wrapped up. But these other two leagues, if I can lock up a first round buy, that's huge. That's huge. That that's awesome because later when Kyle is in the show, I'm gonna do a little bit of negotiating with Kyle as well as talk to you about a certain someone in our dynasty league who is ignoring me right now and they kind of pissing me off so before we get there d what are we talking about tonight man tonight 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 people of course we're going to talk about week 11 in the nfl a lot of great things a lot of funny things a lot of interesting storylines that always play out on monday morning after an nfl sunday that we want to speak about of course the world cup is here so we'll speak a little bit about that because you know, we are here to speak on all things sports related every Tuesday afternoon. Of course, we'll get into when we get into our block C segment. We'll get into our college football talk. They just came out with the rankings before we uh, before we came on air. So really curious to get your thoughts as we kind of head into that last week of the season, Danny. And then in our quick hitter section, man, we're going to talk about uh, the Monday night game in Mexico City last night. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Raiders, talk a little bit about the Jets, Melvin Gordon. We'll talk a little bit college basketball because we we are in in, in that season. Uh, I, I got a I got a question to you about Nick Sirianni following this this win over the Colts. I feel yeah. like you might be able to answer 
Um, and then, of course, we're going to end it off with some fantasy talk. And, people, we actually have a speak to us question that we can get to. So, Danny, if you're ready, I'm ready. And what is up, Jamie? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, let's get right into the NFL. Danny, week 11 in the NFL. The Browns and the Bills battled, but it wasn't in Buffalo. It was in the D. Detroit. Pause. The Cowboys <laughs> beat up. Cowboys beat up on the Vikings in Minnesota. Green Bay. One week after getting onto their winning ways, they came back this week in Week 11 and got right back to their losing ways. Uh, the Bengals and Steelers were in, of course, a war because it's a divisional game and it's the Bengals and the Steelers. Chargers and Chargers and Chiefs give us another classic. And of course, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles yes, pull out a late one versus the fighting Jeff Saturday. Danny, <laughs> what are your two biggest takeaways from week 11? The first one is going to reflect the show title, One Minute Man, Patrick Mahomes is that dude. You leave too much time on the clock, it's safe to assume he is going to come back and win. It doesn't matter if you're up 7, up 10, up 14. If there's time on the clock, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to find Travis Kelsey. Uh, it's amazing to me, and I don't remember the last drive, but if you're the Chargers, and Derwin James guarded Travis Kelsey a lot, but I don't like – at some point with great players, you just got to say, hey, man, Derwin, wherever Kelsey goes, you go – and we'll try to make up on the back end. Hartman is out. Juju Schmidt-Suster is out. I think our corners, like I said, we can handle the other guys. Like I just need you to focus on Travis Kelsey. Like that would have been my defensive game plan. I get you got to mix it up because he's Patrick Mahomes. But there's one throw he made to his backup tight end in the second quarter, and it looked like someone ran out there and just handed him the ball. Like. Patrick Mahomes is him. I mean, we've known this. Like, this isn't a surprise. The Chiefs are the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl, and rightfully so. But just seeing really? it, yeah, I think the Chiefs are. So the Chiefs. I thought everyone was on the Bills, heavy, or the Eagles. No, nah, I think are the is, is Kyle in here? Is any can anyone look up to see who the odds-on favorite is to win the Super Bowl? I would imagine it's the Chiefs. I can't imagine it'd be anybody else but the Chiefs, especially after your, your Sunday franchise. night. The franchise in Philadelphia started out by eight or seven, eight and zero. Not yeah. Nine. I I, th I think I think that that line has gone down, especially the past two weeks, and they struggled. Second thing for me, who, buddy, the Rams are lucky they got one good year out of Sam <laughs> Brad, out of uh, Matt Stafford because he's gone right back to Detroit. Matt Stafford, like them picks. Woo! So right yeah. now, Detroit has their first round pick. Guess where that pick is? D. Guess where Detroit will be drafting on behalf of the. Rams if the draft started today. Gotta be like top five. Six. Woo! The Detroit Lions would have the sixth overall pick if the you season they, ended today. You think they licking their chops right now? Oh, if you're Detroit. So right now Detroit would draft, they would have the sixth overall pick and they would have the 13th overall pick. So that's to say if a quarterback were available, you have the ammunition to go get him this year. You got two first round picks in the top 15. There's a there's a value chart that I believe GMs use to kind of like distinguish the value with picks. I'm pretty sure 13 and six is enough to jump up to four, four or five to grab your guy if your guy is there. What if they think Jared Goff is their guy and we just got to surround him by better talent? Yeah, they don't believe that. 
How do we know that? We they don't believe that. If they you know if they if they believe that, fire them today. <laughs> like, okay, but like, how do I say this? Mm-hmm. Not everyone's a Patrick Mahomes, right? Right. And actually, I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, that's part of my takeaway. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. Okay. I don't think I would say that is if you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you got to do everything in your power to find him. So if you think, okay, like if you think CJ Stroud is him, or if you think, you know, Bryce is him, or the kid in Kentucky is him, then A Dog, like Jared Goff, he's number one overall pick. We know what you are. We got to do, do what we got to do to get our version of Patrick. So my thing, and my, my biggest takeaway, one of my biggest takeaways, my first one, it's kind of it's it's, a, it's kind of building off yours, but kind of I'm taking the opposite. Listen, after watching the Chiefs and Chargers, and then watching the Jets and the Patriots, listen, not everyone is Patrick Mahomes for a reason, for a reason. And the fascination with finding, with everyone trying to find their Patrick Mahomes, is what led to teams taking Zach Wilson way earlier than he probably should have. People, sometimes <laughs> it's okay to just be an okay to average quarterback that does the job very well. That does – everyone yo, everyone wants the new Lamar. Everyone wants the new Josh Allen. Everyone wants the Joe Burrow or the Patrick Mahomes. But why doesn't everyone remember what those franchises were like before those quarterbacks got there? They were fucking hell. And they got lucky with those picks. They got lucky. They got lucky that the that they got lucky, and once they immediately recognized the talent, you know what all of those teams did? They sold the fuck out to surround that player with talent. But you still have to be able to be a good manager of the game as a quarterback. That is your job. Listen, everyone, everyone was so busy telling Kyle Shanahan, the San Francisco 49ers, you guys need a QB because Jimmy G ain't it, ain't it, ain't it. He ain't doing XYZ, XYZ game manager. They went out there, found Trey Lance, and for the first half a minute, when Trey Lance is out there playing, a lot of folks are saying, whew, it's a whole lot of raw talent. Kyle Shanahan's going to have his work cut out for him. They put Jimmy G back there. Now, all of a sudden, ooh, look at Kyle Shanahan and his ability with all these weapons and do all like he out there doing some shit out of the colors and plays. Who out there delivering the ball to people? Jimmy G. And what are they? You see how you see how they try to talk down on Jimmy G now? They don't want to give him his credit for being a winner, being able to just put his teammates in position to win. It's all well, you know, you love that Kyle Shanahan be putting people in position to do all that all Jimmy G have to do with the ball. Like, duh. We, we, that's a quarterback. What the fuck are you talking about, dog? What are we talking about here? What are we? What is? Everyone wants a John. I mean, uh, everyone wants a Josh Allen, but sometimes it's okay to have an Alex Smith. Andy Andy Reid was winning with Alex Smith for a while. Why, yeah, but he why, didn't why? win the big one with Alex Smith. That's because you got a once in a lifetime quarterback, dog. But you're not getting a once in a lifetime quarterback after all. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. Should I keep going? I, I keep you, going. you got me at Eli. That's it. That's the that's the. Then the media hyped up Zach Wilson because he was doing all the no look, one arm. I can do this pass so easily, sixty yards, fam. You have to be able to read defenses and put the ball where it should go. A lot of these quarterbacks are too raw, and a lot of these franchises aren't putting these 
young players in the position to be successful. They're not surrounding them with the proper talent to be successful. And now look at the Jets. Now you got to sit there and you got to look at your, you got to look at the rest of your locker room. You got a defense that's playing good. You have good skill position players. Now you got to now you got to look at 53 men or 52 men and explain to them why you're about to send Zach Wilson to start over Joe Flacco when the offense mm. does not look the same. Does mm. not look the same. The ghetto. That's the true ghetto. My my second takeaway. My second takeaway. Has there ever Okay, this is a two part, two part second takeaway. One, has there ever been a QB room as bad as the one that is currently, currently in Carolina right now? Mm. Have we that's ever a, seen a QB room that bad? That's a high school quarterback room. My second takeaway, the Chargers. Now that you guys have lost both games to the Chiefs, this is usually the part of the season where y'all start chalking it up. And just start getting ready for next season because you only want to play competent football when you play the Chiefs. And then everyone else, you do some real dumb shit. Watch it. Watch it. I bet you these next couple Chargers games, you're going to sit there and we're going to be like, yo, you guys cannot be the same old Chargers. Yes, they can. Yes, they, yes, can. they can. Which yes, is sad. Can. Yes, they can. The Chargers, the, the Chargers... They played, they really played to win that game versus Kansas City. And they was about this close to winning it, except Brandon Staley, fam, do not give that man the ball back with any time. Jesus, man. When will they learn? Dallas yeah. still ain't learning when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Like, just don't give him any time. Just don't get, like, sit on the take ball. The top. Matter of fact, take the top. Or you got to, yeah. Mm. So with that, with that, now that we got our takeaways out of the way, now we can get into our favorite question of the week. Yes. Who had the most embarrassing loss of the week? Danny, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, it's easy. It's the New York Jets. Dinner. <laughs> Dog. So if anyone here who does not follow Dan Orlowski on Twitter, do yourself a favor and follow Dan because Dan is a great follow and he breaks down game film and how plays are supposed to unfold and he had like two or three plays where zach wilson had wide receivers running wide open for touch like there's the one to mims i think there's one to wilson like this shouldn't have been a game it should have been 14 21 three jets it's over and, and you can like and yeah like follow dan orlowski and and he has some videos from sunday he's like yo this is the easiest play known to man. If the safety walks up, you have one-on-one, -on -one, you have a whole space. You know, like he just breaks it down. So love, like it's perfect. And Zach had at least two where his receivers were just wide open. There's one play. He had three open receivers and he tuck it and ran. How does Robert Sala explain starting Zach Wilson over Joe Flacco? Man. And <laughs> Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, don't you ever get, get up to an NFL podium after playing like that and say, I did not let the defense down. Dog, we'd have to fight. Yo, oh, like if I'm if I'm Quinn Williams, yo, let's come talk to me. Get your ass beat by a, a big man with braces in his mouth. Ain't that you, a bitch? You, look, you knew you know one of the defensive players was the stat sheet was like, hey yo, dog. Yo, can you imagine sauce coming up dripped out? Like, hey man, what is this? <laughs> They just hey who I want to know who was a defensive player reading the stats like Mr. Wilson eight of 20, 87 yards. 
No touchdowns. No, I, I bet you, huh? Yeah. Right. I could do that. It's bad. It's 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 bad. Okay, so while you went the New York Jets, and rightfully so, although I knew the Jets were going to lose because listen, the Patriots have a mind power over them. Mentally, the Jets have to beat the Patriots before they'll physically be able to beat them. Yes. The real most embarrassing loss of the week: Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, oh no, and the Denver Broncos. I'm right back on your head. Right back on your head. <laughs> the Vegas Raiders can only beat can only beat the Denver Broncos and the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> like, Denver, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, they are really bad. Really bad. But what's ma- what makes me mad is that if you watch the Denver Broncos games, I watch a few of them now. It is not the defense. It is. No, I want to say, if you are a defensive no. player on the Denver Broncos, dog, you, fam, you're, you want Future to win a Grammy so bad. You just want Future to win a Grammy so bad because, f- you, man, you, fam. Dog, it's one of the best defenses in the league. Oh, I'm, I said it last week. The Denver Broncos defense really has no peer. If you look at statistically speaking, the Denver Broncos defense is elite in multiple, multiple categories. They are very, very, very upset at the fact that their offense can't do a fucking thing. It is Except sad. Sertan when he goes against Devontae Adams. Did you see that route Devontae put on Sertan in overtime? Yeah. A crime. But Sertan is probably saying, dog, he should be scoring this touchdown while we're up 28-7. Yeah. And it's like, all right, whatever. Not tied and this game's over. How long do you think do you think Nathaniel Hackett makes it to the end of the season? Yeah, he does. Right. We're too close. Like, what are we, six games out? What do we have we played 10 games? Eleven games. Eleven, yeah. You're that about. Yeah, uh, 10 or 11, depending on if you had your bye weekend or not. We've already reached de- double digits. Yeah, they've cut Melvin Gordon. Like Jerry Judy's out. I think Nathaniel Hackett makes it to the end of the year, but I tell you, Black Monday, his name will pop across Adam Schefter's Twitter feed at midnight. Eastern Standard Time. Midnight. Listen, so I'm I'm, re- I'm reading some of the comments in the chat. Kyle said the Jets can't do anything right and their QB room is proof. That is, mm, I, I love that. The, Jamie said the Browns the past 20 years are the worst QBs. Okay. But, Jamie, my argument to that is no Browns QB room has had the same type of talent that's in this drafted talent that's in this Carolina QB room. They have a number one overall pick and like, uh, what was Sam Darnold? Like four, two? five, six? I thought Sam was two. Okay. So you have a number one and number two overall yeah. pick in the same QB room. And the best quarterback in there came from the XFL. Um, let's see. Let's see. Kyle said the Jets wanted a rookie. They took Wilson over Justin Fields. They wanted a Super Bowl champ. They got Joe Flacco. They wanted a Canadian Football League QB. They signed Chris Strebler. And for the record, Kyle says, Strebler, while a Grey Cup champion, was the third string QB on that Winnipeg team. That's sad. Oh, man. Look, look, man. I don't. Bam says he thinks that uh, the Broncos will give Nathaniel Hackett one more year. Um, 
Listen, that makes I think it's going to be hard to to. Ex- I think if if you are a defensive player on that team, how do you even justify bringing back? How do you justify wanting to come back to this team and thinking like this offense is going to be compliment? Like, fam, and in, in a way, the offense is so bad that it's making the defense worse because they're on the field all the time. Mm-hmm. Got to get better. Got to get better. All right. Over to another football. Only this time we're talking about the pitch. Let's the go. Is here. Now, yesterday, I don't know about you, but I was in my Joel Santana USA. I was big USA. It's very rare that you see me get all USA, but for the World Cup and the Olympics, I get team, I get mad team USA. So yesterday, we had our, our first our first match in our in our group stage versus Wales. Not Wale's. No, not, ain't nobody saying Wale's. Who's saying Wale's? Wale's. Were you in DC? Is that what they're saying in DC? No, I, I watched. I, no, I mean I was in DC last week, but I just wanted to make sure that this this country is is Wales. Yes, I pronounced Wales. It right. So we played Wales yesterday. We were dom- We dominated the first half. The first forty five. We went up. We went to half one nil. Had second forty five. <laughs> completely different story. Uh, they ended up Christian, Christian, uh, I forgot, I'm Bale, Chris, Gareth Bale. Ah. Anyway, they kicked the uh, Wales had a penalty kick to tie it at 1 1, and the score stayed at 1 1. We ended up having a draw at 1 1. Um, we also saw England really beat up on Iran. Uh, earlier today, France beat up on Australia, Qatar, the host country. Uh, they started this whole thing off, get they shit pushed back in um <laughs> whew, lord have mercy so my question for you we're not we're not i'm not gonna we're not gonna pretend like we're the biggest footy fo- football fans in the world so we're gonna keep this a little basic danny i gotta ask you yep how usa are you for team usa this world cup so this is going to sound real bandwagony, but I am not investing in Team USA until Team USA proves that they are a competent football club. Like when the, the Women's World Cup, hell yeah, sign me up because the women's U.S. national team, they're actually really good. And you can tell that they work at it. Uh, the men's team has been a huge disappointment over the past 15 years. So I've really not paid attention. So, if you know, if we catch fire and start going on a bit of a run, sure, I'll put on. I don't have a Joel Santana USA outfit, and I know this is going to sound weird, but I'd love to see a picture of it because that sounds hilarious. Do you have the butters to go with it? Oh, man. You ain't seen the Joel Santana? He had the, the, the America flag bandana. No. He had the jacket. Oh, my I've God. I've seen the fit on Santana, but I, I'm saying if you have that fit, the no. people deserve to see it. Nah, I might, may, maybe no, nah, because the only time I, I would I – would, I don't really celebrate Halloween. The only time I, I would have to wear that is either a World Cup or – Independence Day, but uh, I'm black, so my Independence Day ain't July Fourth. So <laughs> we the the streets. Oh, God, there's a rice cooker right on time. <laughs> right on time. <laughs> but yes, the streets need to see. Yeah, the streets need to see Eo Santana. That's a great Halloween costume. I wish I'd have thought of that. Oh man! All right, one of these. I mean, okay. I might maybe maybe next Halloween if I do something like like I did this year, go like to, to Disney World and Universal again. I might might break down the Joel Santana fit. Um, all right, but 
to your point, you're very you're, all your points are very, very valid. The USA men's team has been a little bit of disappointment, but I will say this year I've been hearing this is probably one of this is the year we should be starting to trend upward. We should be able to make it out of our group stage now. Yo, I watched France earlier today. Hey, we be you ain't, ain't fucking with them boys. They can play. Hey, them, them not, French, not, the French. No, 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 no. You're not gonna say I watched France today. We we. <laughs> and, not, and, 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 and not say pause. No, sir. No, sir. We weren't nah, unpause me. Resume me. Resume me. Nah, resume no, me. You're not going to scream into a mic, wee wee. And not, <laughs> no, dog. Hey, yo. You're not going to say, no. Nah. This is all I'm going to say. After watching France earlier today and after watching Team USA yesterday, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, now I clearly see the difference in what an elite men's national team looks like and what an up-and-coming men's national team looks like. Clear differences. France is woke. They got some dogs. Hey. Heard Spain's pretty good. England ain't no chumps. We play England, I believe. Monday, Friday. We play England on Friday. We play England on Friday. Listen. The timeline might look like 1776 around this piece. Oh, we, we selling people? Uh, no, okay. <laughs> okay, not necessarily. Look, look, it's going to be so funny. It's going to be so funny when if England was to beat USA, can you imagine the type of shots that the, the, that the, that the UK folks are going to be sending at America? Because you know when it's country to country beef, they don't just say, oh, man, shut your ugly ass up. Now, they're going to say some mad political shit. That's why. That's why y'all can't control y'all's guns over there. Like, whoa, I ain't even got that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who, who just, who just put their queen in the ground, pimp? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you never. I'm not, your Americans gonna be so dirty with it. Oh, we can't control our guns. Tell your queen to do something about it then. Like, oh, mask off, Oh, mask off. They're gonna be. They're gonna be like yo dog. We're gonna be like yo dog. Y'all eat beans and toast for breakfast. Exact dog. Like, Anyone who eat beans for breakfast can't talk to me. No sir. Yo, can you imagine? Oh, you, you dating a girl from the from across the pond, and you wake up. You had a great night together, and she put baked beans on the table. Girl, that's it. We done. Oh man, now nah, we you, you gotta get us the fuck out of here. Like they yeah. beans, like beans. What? Yo, they they can come back and be like, yo, in y'all's country, y'all eat shit called chitlins. Who is really the fucked up one? And they well, might have us on that one. Well, you know what I would say? That I'd say, well, if your people didn't sell my people to America. <laughs> <laughs> for some coffee. And like, oh, <laughs> man. Yo, oh, that, I think it's going to be. Listen, England, y'all better handle business because y'all team is supposed to be better than ours. If you let Team USA come in and kick oh. your shit around a little bit, it ain't going to be. Man. Listen, Americans are already entitled and other sports, other international sports. Don't give us one where we know other countries are naturally better than us. Oof. Fam. Thank you, Gary. Now, it's universally known that America is good at sports like track, sports like basketball. Obviously, mm -hmm. we have American football that's more universal to us. If, if America got, if America's, if, if American men, I should say, because the women are really good already. American men got really good at, at, at soccer. Do Oof. you think, do you think 
that would have a positive impact on the MLS? Potentially. The problem with the MLS is that they don't have any stars. Like that's like all America, we care about people who entertain us and who are stars. Like you see to a degree, because uh the say on the men's side, right? Because the WNBA has plenty of stars and people still don't watch. In regards to men's sports, Americans love someone who's good and who's gonna tell us that they're good. I know we act like we hate charismatic people, but we love Deion Sanders, we love Michael Irvin, uh, we love LeBron. For the, we love Floyd. I don't care what nobody said. Yeah, people love Floyd. Like Americans want a cocky star who's going to tell us that he is the best at what he does. There's too much humility on Team USA. Where's the me guy? Well, I mean, I think see, I think what that is the the real me guys in in in, in international soccer or international football, as they call it is that uh, they're not from here. They're, <laughs> like, I would say, Bam just mentioned one, Ronaldo. I know there's been some clips of his recent interview that's been hitting the timeline. He just left Man U. Obviously, we have Messi, who some considers the GOAT. I mean, it's all, them are the two, Mbappe, who plays for the French national team. Those mm-hmm. are three huge soccer names. None of them are, are, are American. Obviously, our biggest one would probably be Christian Pulisic and Look, he was playing. Uh, he's a member of our USA men's national team. He was really good. It's just um, he's. I don't think he's. He's obviously not a Ronaldo. He's not a Messi yet. You know what I'm saying? He's. I think he's got some potential, but it's not a Ronaldo. Not a Messi. So I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna be big Team USA, and I'm, my honestly, I would be. I'm hoping that they can make it out the group stage because make it out the group stage. Now you're playing some real dogs. Yeah. Now we're now we're talking. Now. If we're gonna be a little bit silly, let's talk about some of the 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 opposite ends of what could happen at the World Cup. And you go on national TV in front of the world, and your country gets fucking bent over and given a new one by a clear contender. And now you now you're wondering, hey, yo, dog, how did we get here? How did how did we get here? I I know. The folks of Qatar was sitting there wondering, hey, dog, we browned our way to hosting this shit for this? We sacrificed hundreds of people to build this stadium oh. for this? Man. Man. England, yeah. what England did to Iran, I, I was like, yo, y'all, y'all acting like y'all about to invade that country again. What is, y'all cannot be doing this. Is George Bush the coach of Iran? <laughs> <laughs> He might be. He might be. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. All right. Danny, you want to talk? Oh, okay. So Gator says a crazy thought here. I don't think the MLS has the money like the Europeans leagues, like the European leagues do. Even the U.S. owners that own U.S. soccer teams own teams in Europe. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I think the the. I think the the people who those owners who own MLS teams they probably own own them with the hopes that one day this sport's really really going to catch fire over here and I want to be in early. Good, good, good. I hope it does. I, re- I really hope uh, you know we make a statement in the World Cup and start bringing some more international international talent to the states and hopefully the MLS can you know get big. Could you imagine yeah. if MLS? If the MLS becomes like the final four, because, I mean, well, the, technically it's 
the NHL. You got yeah. MLB and NBA and NFL. And the NHL is kind of taking that fourth slot in the biggest biggest sport in the in the fourth biggest sport in the country. But I think the MLS, I want to see the MLS give hockey a run for its money. Obviously, I think hockey's gonna I think hockey's gonna be in that top four, but if we can yeah. make it a top five or you know, I think, I think it just people be good love violence too much. And in soccer, I will say soccer is the safest. Like it's the soccer. safest of the violent sport. Because I'll be out there like, hey, yo, dog, you're not going to be kicking me that way and think I'm not about to Randy Orton punch you in the head when I get oh, back here up. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Are you going to talk a little college football? Because I'm about yeah. to get some shit off. Yeah, let's do it. All right, people. So we are approaching what is normally called in college football rivalry. Let's get if it. you went to a major public university in the States, then you know that there is one team that your university always got smoke for. Always. I'm talking when you see their name, they got smoke. Now, normally around this time, me being a Virginia Tech Hokie, mm-hmm. I'd be big anti-UVA this week. Obviously, the game has been canceled due to the very tragic events that happened last week. And again, we want to express our deepest and heart, most heartfelt condolences to the University of Virginia and the University of Virginia program. But that doesn't mean that there my other teams that I'm in the closet fans for that I don't have smoke for them. So let me let me get some of my bias out the way before I get into this. Go for it. This week, I'm big anti-Michigan. Fuck them. Let's go. Buckeyes. O-H-I-O. And don't get it mistaken. I'm Big Bama too. So fuck Auburn. Roll damn tide. All right. And, and y'all know I've been big on the TCU bandwagon. I don't even know who the fuck they ending their season with, but let's go TCU. Let's see. Let's see who TCU plays this week. Okay. TCU my last play. one is just off the just off the strength of me wanting some chaos, I'm a big Notre Dame guy this week. I hope Notre Dame takes USC out back and sends them to the fucking Bay Area. That's how bad I want Notre Dame to beat Southern Cal. I don't know if it'll happen. Uh, who, who do they play? So TCU plays Iowa State, and I'm going to take the opposite approach. Fuck Notre Dame. I don't have a favorite college team outside of my alma mater, Old Dominion. That's why college football is so much fun for me because I don't have any rooting interest. But, dog, I'm sick. Fuck Notre Dame, dog. I hope you. See, if Notre Dame wins, now we got to have a big discussion on who the fuck are we really going to put in here. But let's talk about last week because we got to give some context about some of these games that are coming up. So, last week, everyone in college football saw the University of Tennessee took all that shit. During mm. the early portion of the games, and then it came for prime time in their game, and they got taken out back by South Carolina. Spencer Rattler. And Spencer Rattler. Hmm. Interesting to your boy. Over in College Station, Texas, Jimbo Fisher has fans walking out of Texas A&M football games at halftime. Mm. That's where they're at at, that, at at the state of that program. Sad, sad times. North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech, which mm. is hilarious. That's hilarious because UNC, you look, Clemson is upset is because they're just beating up on everybody and they're just hoping that the ace, the rest of the ACC can make them look good and they can't. 
Nope. Um, we saw Southern Cal and UCLA. They were in an all-time class. That was a really, really good game. That was a great game. game. Um, Michigan and Ohio State both remain undefeated. That makes this matchup between uh, the Buckeyes and the Wolverines this weekend essentially the first playoff game of the year. And one of the most impressive victories I saw this week was how TCU walked off field goal. People, Crazy. Enough of y'all watch professional football. Enough of y'all watch college kickers kick to know a walk-off field goal with no timeouts. You got to run out there and kick that shit and make it is not easy. So, Danny, with all of this, mm-hmm. the latest rankings from the committee are this and in order. Number one, UGA. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. Number five, LSU. Number six, Southern Cal. Seven, Bama. Eight, Clemson. Nine, Oregon. And somehow, after getting stomped all over, Tennessee is at number 10. Danny, what are your thoughts? Um, first, what Gator Jerry was saying, Hooker, uh, Hooker for Tennessee, he did blow his knee out during yeah. the South Carolina game. Really for sad. For yeah, him. that's really sad. My thoughts, we need Southern Cal in the playoff. I need I need Southern Cal to throttle Notre Dame, and I need LSU to be the streets. Need college football is great when USC is great. USC is great. We need them in the college football playoff. Let's rig it. Do it. Stop the count. Well, not right now. We need to keep counting. But if they beat Notre Dame this week, they should jump up to at least five. Who does LSU play this week? I don't think uh, who is LSU. LSU, uh, LSU plays A and M. Their last yeah. game is always A and M. That's not impressive at all. So if SC beats Notre Dame, they should jump LSU for five. And whoever loses between Michigan and Ohio State will probably jump to five, which means SC would jump up to four, TCU three, Ohio State two, UGA one. That's how you think. So that's that's, that's, that's your thing. You're thinking after this week and we get into the college championship I mean, college. I mean, the conference championship games is going to be when it's all said and done. You think? I hope. I hope it's UGA, Ohio State, TCU, USC. Okay. So here, 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 here's my thoughts about the latest rankings. Um, what jumps off to me is Notre Dame. Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's get some chaos going. Here's my thing. Everyone, I hear you on Southern Cal, and I'm I'm not. I actually agree with you that College Football is better when Southern Cal is better. My beef is is that their head coach, I think, is a complete fraud, and I've seen this movie plenty of times. Okay, plenty of times. I've seen the Lincoln Riley team that can throw up all the all the offensive numbers, Blitnikov, Heisman Trophy winners, yada yada, and they go and they play that first game against the SEC, and they get walked all over i'm i'm done see i'm done seeing the 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 lincoln riley train get trained and on in the college football playoff i'm absolutely done i'm done i'm stop it stop it now with that being said i'm looking i'm looking at the rankings and i'm like okay i want notre dame to beat usc that would pretty much drop usc out yeah my second wish low key i'm all for chaos Yo, if LSU could find a way to beat UGA, just a smidge, oh man, we're about to open this the fuck up. Cause, cause we gotta, we gotta open this the fuck up. Cause look, okay. I think, I think if Ohio, look, I think if LSU could beat UGA, 
And after Ohio State go ahead and collects rent from those bums in Ann Arbor, listen, here, here's what I think we should do. Here's what I think we should do. I think okay. we need to really – I think at that point, let's keep UGA in because they're, they're the number one team, clearly. Yep. We got to put LSU in because they beat the number one team. You got to put yep. Ohio State in because they'd be undefeated with a conference championship game. Then, then you got to decide between TCU. Listen to this. You got to decide between TCU, Clemson, and potentially, listen to this, Oregon or Notre Dame. <laughs> so, to your Notre Dame point, you know what would help Notre Dame? If they played a conference championship game, ain't that a bitch? So next week, when everyone's playing for a Arnold. conference championship, Arnold. Notre Dame's going to be at home, even it's if they beat USC. It's going to hurt them. Nah, doesn't I'm matter. I don't care. And you lost to Marshall. Like I'm yeah, not going to hold do. Ohio State against you, but you lost to Marshall at home. But my, oh, my, if you only had one more shot to show the committee that you deserve to be in the playoff, yeah. damn. That's yeah, a tough yeah. scene, Notre Dame. Yeah. That's a real tough scene. Why does why does everyone think why is everyone just counting out Clemson? I, I actually that's another that's another thing I don't. That's another one of my thoughts. I don't like how this committee is just writing off Clemson. Yo, if, so so okay. If if Michigan can lose a game and you can still consider them like if Michigan can if Michigan loses to Ohio State and then you like still have them in the conversation of potentially getting in, why the fuck wouldn't you put in? A one-loss Clemson team who wins the ACC. I take a one-loss Clemson team who won the who won the ACC over a one-loss Michigan team who ain't played nobody but a bunch of high schoolers and did not make it to their State. conference championship game. That's the thing. Like I would take, I would rather take the loser of the conference championship game than the one who the one-loss team who didn't even make it to the conference championship game. But oh, Gator. Yeah, see, that's not that's not true because that's not Gator. Gator says Clemson has looked like shit all year. That's that's not true. They look bad against Notre Dame. I'll give them that. Clemson has been dominating a lot of people. De Listen, they just don't win all pretty. Clemson dominates the line of scrimmage from uh, from an offensive defensive line perspective. Their defense shuts people the fuck down. They run the football well, and they ask DJU to make the throws and runs necessary to win the game. Clemson, bam. I'm looking at I'm looking at the, the seven teams they have ranked ahead of Clemson. I can I can give you UGA. I'll give you Ohio State. The dudes who play in Ann Arbor, no. TCU, maybe. Maybe. LSU, USC. I think I think LSU no. would wax Clemson. I, I don't. I, I think don't. LSU and Bama would. I think. USC Clemson on the same tier. Like I Man. think that'd be an excellent game. Y'all see y'all see y'all. I think y'all are being unfair to Clemson because y'all have seen what the what this program has looked like when they've had Mike Williams and Justin. I mean, and and Trevor Lawrence and all the guys. Like, yo, oh. Gator, you talking shit about FSU? FSU's I bet UF better not lose to them boys on Saturday. FSU's not a bad team. Yo, You're talking shit about FSU, y'all better not lose on Saturday. I just, I just don't get how how uh, the committee in America holds uh, the ACC being bad against Clemson, but then tries to justify, but then tries to justify Michigan being three, and they ain't played nobody, nobody. Yeah, not DJ ukulele. Come Bam. on, come on.
Come Listen, on. all Clemson has done is win 99% of their games. And the only game they lost was at, on the road against another college football ranked team. Like, I'm. <laughs> but that okay. loss happened two weeks ago, right? It's not about losing. It's also when you lose, right? Okay. Losing in November is a lot harder to overcome than losing in September, October. But if, but after, if, if after that victory, yo, they just held Miami to under a hundred yards of total offense. And you can is say that, Miami is that something not, though? Michigan Miami is terrible. Yo, Michigan was just in a dog fight against who? That's fair. I'm, like, I, yo, I'm not out here riding for Michigan. And Gator, I'm just, sorry, I, I miss. Listen. If you say that if you say the ACC is bad, then I want you to look at the Big Ten and tell me outside of the the Kings that play in Columbus, who are the who are the good teams in this conference? Uh, I would like to say Iowa averaging seven and a half points per yeah, game. You give me, fam, I mean, like, look, you gonna give me Penn State? Penn, all Penn State, all Penn State does is get blown up by Michigan, Ohio State, and then play everyone else very close in the Big Ten. Oh, tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. They be in they be in seventeen to twenty five. Uh, dog fights with Northwestern. Thank you. Oh, damn! Said OSU almost lost Northwestern. Okay. One second before we keep going. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's take a break because Kyle has been updating us on Canadian football all year. So I want to acknowledge that. Let's do it. So the Winnipeg Blue Bombers failed in their quest for a three P. Damn, they lost about point. That's tough. Damn. damn. Dog. But back to what you were saying. I'm not a Michigan writer. I don't care about Michigan. I'm not a big Harbaugh guy. Like they look like they look terrible Saturday for a while. I watched a little bit of that game. I just like, think I just think that the media and uh, some fans. I think people people see what I think. What what people fall victim of is they look at teams like 2020 Bama, 2019 LSU. Um, and they and they and they say, if you are not completely blowing these teams out the way this team does or this team did, you shouldn't like you shouldn't be a lock in. Instead of more so viewing it how we view winning in the NFL, yo, you can win in the NFL by a point or by fifty points, but on Monday or Tuesday, the only thing that's going to matter is did you win? Sometimes. I guess the question for that would be is, what is Clemson's signature win? Is it Florida State? Like, what is their signature? Right, because we talk about that. What's your signature win? Like, the Ohio State-Michigan game, whoever wins that game, that's your signature win. UGA well, signature win was Tennessee. LSU yeah, signature win was Bama. I mean, I know they beat Florida State. They beat yeah. uh, Louisville. And I, they might have played one of them. Both of those are ranked. Both of those teams are ranked, by the way, Louisville and Florida State. And I think Florida State played one. I mean, I think Clemson played one or both of them on the road. Uh, they also they beat they beat up on. Let's not forget they beat up on North Carolina State when at the time North Carolina State was ranked very very high. Like that um, was a Saturday night game. I remember that. Yeah. Game. Like we, we we everyone has revisionist history. Now we know North Carolina State isn't good, but at that time. That that was a highly ranked team, and everyone recognized that this was a highly ranked team. A lot of people said that North Carolina State at the time was better than Clemson. Like, listen, let's just let's just hold people. Like, yes, style points and winning by 30, 40, 50 is good, but I'm gonna tell you right now, when y'all think about those teams who's beating everyone that way, you gotta think about the talent that was in that team. 2019 LSU Tigers 
had multiple first round picks. A lot of them are on a lot of you people's fantasy teams. That's fair. 20, the 2019 or 2018 Clemson Tigers had a lot of good team, got a lot of good players on them, a lot of which are on a lot of y'all's fantasy teams right now. So when y'all start thinking about, oh, this team did they only beat by such and such by they all they only uh beat such and such by a couple points, but yeah. This team isn't as good as that team that was once that good, but it doesn't make this team not good. It just means that this team isn't as dominant as the other one. You can't fault them for not being dominant. I don't like that. I think we got to, you know what I'm saying? But we, we're going to see. I think this week, um, I think this week, I think UGA is going to win. I think Ohio State's going to win mightily and very nasty. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they win like 51 to 10. Um, I think TCU is going to win. I think LSU is going to pull out a nasty game versus – a and M, um, poor. I mean, I'm not gonna say poor Bama, but Bama sitting there at seven. They're just like, "Fuck, man." Yeah, Bama's done. Because yo, Bama lost by like a total of like three or four points. They lost by a total of like three or four points to on the road in the last minute versus two good teams. It's unfortunate, but it just be like that sometimes. Dog, Bam and Gator J are fired up tonight about this college football. I love it. Use that logic. What do you think of Tennessee being ranked at one for a week? Oh, they did that for UGA. They put they did that for UGA because listen, they did that for UGA because outside of that Oregon win, they was looking at UGA's schedule and they was like, hey dog, where's the win? Where's the other win since that one? And they was like, let me let me throw y'all a little something something. We we didn't overhype these dudes in orange for a little bit. Let me give y'all a little something something. Toss it at, toss that, give them that little one, little bulletin board material for y'all. If y'all really the number one team, Georgia, let, let, let's see if this will piss y'all off. And it, it did. It, it sure did. did. It did. Shit. All right. You ready to get into our quick hitter section? Uh, let's session. do it. Shout out, shout out to Gator J and Bam. That's some, that's some really good combo. I, 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 re- I like, I, I love the aspect of the college football play because it does generate a lot of good conversation. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day. When they announced the, the the final four, I'm gonna just I'm I'm I already know and be like, yeah, someone got left off. Someone got left off. All right, let's talk a little Monday night football, right? Last night we saw the San Francisco uh, 49ers led by Fra- Fraud Shanahan. I mean Kyle Shanahan versus <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals, and it was played over in Mexico City. Shout out to my fate. Shout out to all my Hispanics, my Mexicans out here. It looked like it was a great time, Danny. Thoughts, thoughts coming out of this one. Nothing surprising. Nothing surprising. Uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals look like Kyler Murray was not there. So, okay, qu- question, question for you: What, what do you do if you're the Cardinals? You're sitting there with what, four, four wins. You're in between. Uh, you're in between. Should we try to make a wild card spot run or should we just start thinking about the future? So here's the problem with the Cardinals that they misread. They were, I wouldn't say misread the room. Their window was very small. Remember last year they started seven and oh, they traded for Zach Ertz. They went all year. They have one of the oldest rosters in the NFL. 
but you have your quarterback for the future and you you have your QB, who you think is your QB, and you have signed him to a massive extension. So you cannot tank, but also you cannot win with this roster because it's old and you've invested a lot of resources. So you're kind of in the middle of rebuilding on the fly. I don't know their salary cap situation for next year. I'm sure it's not anything pleasant because, again, you have Colin Murray's contract. Right now, if the draft started today, they would have the 11th overall pick. Um, I am the kind of, I believe, yes, I'm with Bam. I would nurse Kyler Murray's injury a little bit more, let Colt McCoy play a few more starts, try to lock in uh, a top 10 pick, either use that pick to draft a, a blue chip player or see if you can use that pick as leverage to get more picks or some players and some picks to help rebuild this team on the fly because you can't tank because you got Kyler Murray and you've already signed him to this massive deal. Like you can't, you can't tank right now because there's no way out of his contract. So <laughs> I'm laughing at Bam saying Kyler's been injured since the new Call of Duty came out. <laughs> uh, so my my big reaction was hmm, the Cardinals dog. First off, you guys got to learn how to run the football, like. The thing I kept noticing about the Cardinals is, is they, they they their game script on first and second down was always was always negative. Like they cannot run the ball, and I'm like mm-hmm. so confused on why you cannot run the ball and you have a very mobile quarterback. Usually, teams with mobile quarterbacks are near most of the time near the top in terms of run the football, right? Right. These guys are like near the bottom, and if you took out Kyler Murray's rushing yards, it gets even nastier. So. Um, now, granted, I listen. I've always said I've always loved the story of James Conner as a football player. I do not think as a runner he is the runner that they need, and there's a reason the Steelers let him go so fast. But I, I, I digress. Um, I don't know. I think what we should be talking about is the San Francisco 49ers a little bit. Um, if I'm being honest with you, while I, I do think Kyle Shanahan gets a smidge too much. Um, of the credit for the success of this team, the team is good. The Niners clearly, you can see their you see their vision offensively. You can see defensively, they play they play good football. I don't like this notion that the Niners are suddenly the the biggest threat in the NFC. I'm that to me is a load of horseshit. I'm going to be really because I see the Eagles play, I see the Cowboys play. Um, the, the Niners aren't the team in the NFC that really scared me. Like, I just really, I no. think they're the biggest threat to the Eagles. Like Fred, Fred Warner as a line, Fred Warner's the best linebacker in the league. And he can solve a lot of problems for crossing routes in shallows. I don't see it. I, I don't see the hype in the 49ers. I think, okay. I, I think, I think they're all, I think they're all smoke and mirrors and all, all motions and shifts and if you figure out a way to shut that down you'll be perfectly okay okay um, i don't know i just you know like I, they just don't do it for me but you know can i, I go don't back think to the best in the division if i mean i still i like to see how it's a little bit more but okay I hear you. I, don't, I I can see how you get to that conclusion. I, I to me, I just think the Seahawks are the biggest threat to the Eagles. Like it's, it's 
49ers and Dallas are on the those are the two teams that I'm like, oh, that that would be a good game. I, I want to go back to the Arizona thing. So this year, this all season, they're scheduled to have $16 million in cap space. Next year, Kyler Murray's contract hit is only $2 million. I believe that'll be the fifth year, his fifth year option. 2024 is when it gets really spooky for the Cardinals because Kyler Murray's cap hit is $37 million. 